Right then, you lot, it's that time again. Another episode of Fart Lecky Fun as Series 7 rolls on. And you know the score by now. We're starting off every episode this series by talking about a company that forms part of our incredible online running community. Remember, it's not paid advertising. It's just good people doing good things that we want to shout out and talk about. Now, this week, we have a themey theme. Our main uh, guest, our main event is Mr. Chris Ward, and he's a man of many hats. One of those hats is the mastermind behind Metal Munchers. Now, listen, are you fed up? your chest of drawers bulging from all those running tees and vests. If you've got a special one, then you can switch it up to a unique keepsake with Metal Munchers. Five designs, there's Morty the Metal Muncher, who holds your medal in his mouth, Fifi Fox and Pace the Puppy, who wore wristbands as a collar, uh, Trifectosaurus, the dinosaur for large logos or multiple tees, and finally, a Mini Morty, which can be made from as little as a single buff. This is a way to upcycle your merch and have a keepsake to treasure. Prices start from just £28 and e-gift cards are available. You want to check these guys out. Head over to metalmuncher.weebly.com or find them on social media just by searching for Metal Munchers. When you get there, have a look at all the things they have available. Uh, but when you get to check out, when you decide you want one, because I know you're going to, they're adorable, uh, use the code WTF10 and tell them we sent you. You'll get 10% off. That's exclusive for Fartlek family members. Let Chris and the guys take care of you and get a unique, priceless, and awesome keepsake to remember your incredible running achievements. We love Metal Munchers, we love Chris, and we cannot wait to share his story more on this episode. Now listen, I'm sick. Thank you for burning with me. It's going to be a long episode. I'm not even going to slag Matt off because he's done enough stupid stuff in this episode to do that all on his own. So we're going to get straight into a little bit of you know what I'm going to say next. Hit the music. Are you alone, groupie, and are you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world that fun like run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the world that fun like run community. Welcome to the world that fun like run community. Ooh la la, Mathieu. We have an international flavour to this week's episode, do we not? We do, we certainly do, yes. Very, very excited as uh, the series rolls on, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, as always, well, to you're, Series 7. You're, you're excited because you can show off all your bloody French stuff, can't you? Yeah, I know, I know, and I'm <laughs> going to do it a lot. I'm going to do it to the point that people are going to be like, he's a prick, isn't he? <laughs> he's one of them. But, 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 but then I think most people think that already, so it's kind of no different, is it? You might, you might be a prick, but you're our prick. Thanks, mate. Welcome. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 7, Episode 8 of the What The Fartlet Podcast. My name is Rob. And I am Matthew. Je, je m'appelle Matthew. Tu ah. t'appelles Matthew. Très bien. Très bien. Um, excellent. Yes, good show planned today, Matt. Uh, we've got loads going on, so we'll uh, we'll not waste time with the pitter-patter. Why don't you tell everyone what we're uh, what we're up to today? Yeah, usual usual nonsense. How's your week in running? A few funny stories from our week's uh, uh, races at the weekend. Uh, part run chats with... Ben and Emma, international flavour, uh, well, French flavour. Um, Garlic. <laughs> I didn't want to stereotype, but you've gone, you've gone there. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. Uh, we've got a great chat with a guy who goes by many names. Disbot Runs, Chris Ward and the guy from Metal Munchers. Easier to tell us about his journey. Uh, Part Run League update. Uh, roll calls and then thank yous. Ooh, thank you. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, great one. Really packed one. And, and even better, Chris uh, Chris obviously stopped by the studio. It's an in-person one. I always like those. They're uh, a little bit special. And we saw him again this weekend, which will get on to uh, In Our House Your Week. Let's let's rock and roll with it because we've actually had a pretty eventful one, haven't we, Matty Boy? We certainly have. I think, did I run only once? I think it was a Sunday I run that one, wasn't it? Saturday, Saturday mate. It Saturday. was Saturday. It was Saturday. All the days rolling into one. You had one thing to remember. Yes, I come, so I come, I come back from fishing. I did zero running at fishing. Um, in fact, do you want to t- tell us about your week? Have you done any other runs apart no. from the one on Saturday? No. <laughs> Let's no, get no. straight into it. <laughs> I think we're just going to rock straight to the fact that neither of us did any running until Saturday. Um, no, I haven't. Last podcast came out on Thursday. Yeah, no, I, I had a week. I had a week. I did um, the run on Sunday that I told you about, you know, the eight miler. Yes. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to rest because we had 14 miles planned in for the three lakes classic didn't we we did yes and uh i, I was uh th- the plan was to turn up at your house like i had lots to do that morning i had to fix can my I, car can, and... can, can, can we do can we do something can we do can, can you humor me or something can i tell your story and then you tell my embarrasses though about what happened to me <laughs> can we okay. do it that way okay so, so no, 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 no. right. Let me tell you all. It's story time. Sit down, grab a chair. Let me tell you what a tip that is. So, um, Matt had messaged me. Bear in mind that uh, Donna, Sammy had messaged Donna the day before and said, uh, "Are you uh, coming around to ours tomorrow, Donna? Uh, we're going to go and watch the lads run." To which Donna replied, "The lads are running uh, because you hadn't even told her 24 hours before the 14 mile run." I did and tell her. Anyway, so then you you then messaged me. I think you called me, actually, and you were like, right, what's the plan? I was like, I told you the plan. And I told you the plan, and you completely no-sold me on it. Like, you didn't know what the flipping heck I was talking about. And I was like, no, no, this is the plan. And then you're like, okay, so this is, okay. So we're running at 11. It's at Rother Valley. It starts, which is only five minutes from my house, 10 minutes from my house. So you were like, I've got to fix my car, because Mark's the, car... The, the original plan, I was going to run part run that morning. But that oh, got... yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Matt was convinced that on top of this 14-mile run, bearing in mind he's probably not run more than six miles all year, um, well, since his ultra, um, was that he was going to do park run, so he gets park run points, and then uh, do the 14-mile run afterwards. Come to mine afterwards, do the 14 miles. And then he texted me on Friday night, and he was like, I'm not doing park run anymore, because my car's failed its MOT, and I'm too cheap to just get the guy in the garage to fix the park for me, so I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, which, I saved myself 150 quid. So yeah, know. yeah, but it did lead to this course of events, which, whilst hilarious, was pretty, <laughs> pretty pathetic. So, what then happened was he said, "Right, that's not happening no more. I'm not doing part runs. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to fix the car in the morning. Step one. Step two is I'm going to drive round to yours and I'm going to drop my bag off because then I mean stuff will be at yours. Step three is I'm going to take the kids to a childminder, whoever's looking after them. Then I'm going to drive." the car to drop it off to where Donna can pick it up and yes. then I'm going to run to the start line and I'll meet you there for 11 right yes. right bear in mind step two of the plan was to come to my house <laughs> at five past ten <laughs> Matt had still not completed step two nor had he made any contact with me at all in that day I hadn't finished step one the car still wasn't yeah I know I know you hadn't finished bloody step one I found that out later didn't I <coughs> excuse me so i'm getting so angry i'm coughing so he phones me at 10 past 10 and he says i'm not coming car's busted i can't it, parts not working i can't do it i'm getting angle grinder out jesus right okay yes. so that filled me with dread 
So it's like, I, I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not coming. So me and JP went down without you, didn't we? we were, your name was mud. We were taking the piss out of you and talking about what an unreliable Lee Wok you are. And then at 10.45, I get a phone call. Matt, it's Matt. I'm coming. I'm doing it. All right. Okay. Where are you? I'm just driving to drop the kids off and then I'll be there. Right. How long are you going to be? About 25 minutes. Right. Okay. I'll go and talk to the woman at the bib thing. Cause it's a local race. It's a local running club. And, uh, and, and, and I'll see if it's all right. If you just rock up, grab your big and bib and start 10 minutes late. So I went all full of beans expecting this woman to be like, yeah, yeah, of course he can. Just, just, you know, I went, he's pretty quick. Um, he'll cut, he'll soon catch up with the, with the last guys. And she just went, no, <laughs> she went, no, she went, it's not all right. He can't, he can't start behind the tail walker. No. And I was like, oh shit. So I phoned you back and I was like, Matt, you've got to get here quicker. So Matt starts bombing it. Like, I could probably make it in 20. I can make it for five past. I was like, I still don't think that's going to be okay. So JP's got a bit more of a gung-ho attitude to me. So JP was like, I'll just get the race number and we'll figure it out from there. So JP goes and gets the race number. And then it gets to 10 to, and I phone Matt again. Where are you? 15 minutes away. I'm dropping the kids off outside. My mum's come to pick them up. And then I'm getting into Rother Valley. I'll be there for five past. Oh, crap. Okay, we're struggling here. <laughs> gets to five to, phone him again. Are you any quicker? No, I'm stuck in traffic trying to get into Rother Valley. I'll, I'll be as quick as I can. And just as we got that conversation... The run director walked past me like mm-hmm. a savior. He felt like he was floating with, you know, a, a glowing sphere around him. And he had his little megaphone and he was, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a five minute delay to the start time. A five minute delay to the start time. <laughs> and I was like, Matt, you're saved. They've delayed it by five minutes. And, I, and the guy heard me. He was like, is everything OK? And I went, yeah, me mate's just a dickhead and he's just not planned this very well at all. And he's he's about 10 minutes away, but the, delaying it by five minutes, he might make it on time. And the bloke went to me, bless him, he went, do you need me to stall? And I was like, don't you dare. I said, don't, don't you enable that little bastard to feel like this behavior is acceptable in any way, shape or form, because it absolutely is not. He's a liability and we hate him. And he was like, okay, okay. We had a bit of banter with him. And then, oh, we also found a new map. We replaced you. So the bloke was running the race on his own. For, it's like his first race since COVID. So me and JP labeled him new map. And we decided we were going to go with him instead. Um, so the guy's like, I will definitely, definitely delay till five past. So he's got till five past. Three minutes past, I phone Matt. I'm pulling around the corner. I'm just trying to find a parking space. The guy, uh, sorry, then at four minutes past, the guy with the megaphone gets to the front. We will be starting the race in 60 seconds. Please make your way to the starting area. Mm-hmm. 104.36. Matt's <laughs> stupid little head comes trotting over the hill. Whilst locking my car. Whilst locking his car, hopefully. Gets down to the bottom of the hill. Doesn't even break stride because they've just start. The gun's just gone off. And everyone's trotting towards the start line, not even breaking pace. Matt grabs his bib from JP and just starts and just starts. No warm up, no watch, nothing. Just starts running and then proceeds to spend the next 500 meters stabbing himself in the stomach as he tries <laughs> to attach his race bib whilst moving at pace. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of how Matt Taylor started the Three Lakes Classic.
I don't like I don't like to waste any time, you see. Straight parked up, straight out of the car, straight running. No message, you, no you know, no delays, just straight on with it. Can I just you cause me so much stress. Do you know that? <laughs> but, but you didn't have had this story to tell, would you? You are like the primary cause of and my I anxiety. Saved 150 quid. By using an angle grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. So that's how Matt started the race. Why don't you tell everyone how Rob finished the race? Well, you you started pretty well. We were very jovial and chatty and taking the piss out of me being late for the race. But yeah. <laughs> and stabbing myself in the air, my angle grinder. We got chatting to a, to a girl as we were running, running around and she got a bit scared about me talking about us angle grinders and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, <laughs> we got about six miles in this this girl's still uh still chatting away and uh she runs up behind you and says oh do you want to get you you told astra she wanted to get past you didn't you yeah you went, she just said oh no it's okay i'm enjoying enjoying the view and you were like oh it's me in it and you and then you were like oh no it's not me it's yeah. him <laughs> who do you, you think it was for, for a brief second i thought obviously, obviously it were me no it wasn't you um <laughs> Uh, the, the child running alongside. It was your dad running alongside you. Um, uh, yeah, no, of course. I uh, had it just been me and you, then it might have been my calves that this random woman was admiring and quite openly discussing that she was admiring. But no, of course, the the chiselled Adonis, the man of steel, uh, Mr. John Old Concrete mm. Concrete Calves pickup, um, was was clearly the uh, the item of her adulation, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. yes. He, I hate him so much. Good looking bastard. <laughs> anyway, um, like it's like so really jovial and happy and you got to six miles no problem um pretty decent pace I think just, a, sh- just, a, bit. just a shame it was a 14 mile run wasn't it really? <laughs> fast yeah and then we got towards the uh, not only we got towards because it changed the course now we got towards waverly lakes near your new house where you're mm-hmm. going to be living um and we saw sammy and we saw paul coming out to cheer us and the kids and um harper and harry were there and um, Archie and Lily were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, giving us a good cheer. And I think we just got past them over the brow of the hill, and you're like, lads, I need to have a walk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, a race is going to go badly <laughs> when Rob says, "I need to have a walk." That's that's never preceded by him being like, oh, "I'm all right now. Let's get back on pace." I think, yeah, I think I think that were about seven miles in. So we got over the brow of the hill where the girls couldn't see us anymore, and it was like, "Yeah, I need to." I think what it were, you you screamed at Sammy. Have you got any water? And Sammy went, no. And you go, why have you not brought any water? <laughs> I, I expended a lot of energy having an argument with her about water. I'll be honest. I think that's what did it. Uh, yes. But anyway, we, we proceeded for the next, what, four, three or four miles to uh, mm-hmm. run, run walk. And you kept picking up the pace. And then, I think then you said you got cramping in one of your calves. And then a couple of miles later, you got cramping in the other calf. <laughs> and yeah. it, it, just, it just reminded me of Chester all over again. <laughs> it happens a lot to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, anyway, maybe maybe, maybe I'm the drama. <laughs> uh, anyway, we 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 got back towards Brother Valley and and other people passed us, and then these group of women passed us and they, they patting me and JP on the back, saying, "Come on, lads, you can do it." <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "I know we can do it. We can do it absolutely fine. He's the problem." <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then we, we, t- we turned over the uh, over the bridge, and we, then we realised you realised we had to do another loop of Rother Valley, and you're like, oh, I'll have another little walk. I had a lot uh, of walks. Yeah. I had a lot of yeah. walks. Can I, can I tell the story about about the, the, probably not one of my proudest moments? Go on. Was um 
we were uh, as we were running um, alongside the train tracks on the way back to Rother Valley. Um, and we were running in in convoy. JP was in front, obviously. <laughs> I know what's coming. Um, so so we could all look at his look at his calves, and um, I was in the middle. Uh, I guess just being dragged along, and and Matt was behind me just in case I tried to stop again. And um, and out the out the corner of my eye, I just hear. Ah! And, and from and as I turn around, I see these two tiny little legs just fly up in the air. <laughs> and then as I turn around, I find Matt lying in a heap in a pile of nettles. I've tripped on a rock. <laughs> and I'm not proud of this. <laughs> but this was about 11 miles into a four, to the 14-mile run. And I did genuinely <laughs> think to myself, I hope he seriously hurt himself. Because if I've got to wait for the ambulance with him, I might not have to finish running. <laughs> Cheers, pal. <laughs> You're welcome. And then when you were like, "I'm fine, keep going," I was like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> don't I mean, don't put any pressure on it. Don't, better safe than sorry. Are you sure you don't want me to get you a marshal? Get us a taxi home. No, uh, seeing the pain on your face was uh, was medicine enough. Oh my god. Still, 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 still finished ahead of you though, didn't I? You did, yes. Yeah, so yes, you did. Um, we got round round the lake. Run, run, walking as as we were, and we got to about what, about a kilometer to go. I feel like and calling it run walking is wrong. Walk running, no. <laughs> walking with a bit of running, mostly yeah. walking. To be honest, yeah. it was by this point. Uh, we, we let we let you trot off in front because me and JP thought, you know what, we, we'll let you trot, trot off in front. We'll get a run on. You uh, we'll, 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 when we start running, you might have a little bit of a walk, but when we get to you, you'll start running again. You were uh, just bored, weren't you? You were bored. Yeah. So we, so we, we were walking, and I think this 65-year-old 60, woman come past. With a knee brace. <laughs> you with a knee brace. With a stone-cold Steve on. Austin knee come brace on. on, lads, again. Come on, lads. Not far to go. Only what, three quarters of a K to go. You can do it. I'm like, oh, yeah, we know. We know. We <laughs> was letting that dickhead get in front so we can get you <laughs> Anyway, she, she trusted off in front of us, and then we, we decided to get a move on. Uh, you, by the time, by that time, you'd started walking again, and we thought, when we get to Rob, he's going to start running. Come on, Rob! Come on, Rob! Let's get get a move on now. It's, it's almost there. No, <laughs> no. And, and that, nope. that's that's probably the thing. What you what you came to realise, and you realised at Chester as well. You can't motivate me to start again, <laughs> can you? It's like once once I'm in that place, you just got to grin and bear it because I'm just going to be an insufferable tit for the entire <laughs> way, uh, shouting at my calves. Yeah. <laughs> like they're human beings the entire <laughs> way back. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't my best run. But no, then was. I looked back on it and I was like, I've done two eight-mile runs this year. And yes. apart from that, I've done probably... I've, I've not averaged 14 miles a week, mm. which is probably part of the yeah. reason. Get, get, getting back to the run then, we can see it wasn't you. What, you, you didn't enjoy the run by the, the thing that happened next. So, uh, the, 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 the photo... The best oh, photo yeah. ever in the world. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll share the photo if you've not already seen it. I'm anything. sure they've seen it. They've seen it on my profile. I'll put it on yeah. as my main Some, picture. Someone, there's, there's, there's nothing worse than really doubting your own capabilities as a runner and a human being <laughs> as you drag your crippled calves um, across, across the last 500 metres of a race that you've not enjoyed for the last eight miles to see your mates decide that they're going to take a photo opportunity to leg it out in front <laughs> and start jumping up in the air, clicking their heels like Dorothy from fucking Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it made you pick the pace up, mate, a little bit, and then, and then we, we got to the finish, and we, 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 we enjoyed it. We, you had a bit of a lay down, you got some vegan uh, cakes and a bit of a coffee in your took, new mug. Took, me, took myself off for a word myself is what I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, me and JP were, we were just getting, you went in front of us with the, for the coffee and the vegan stuff, and we, we were just behind you, and then we turned around and we're like, where the fuck Rob gone? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, Any, anyway, yeah. listen, good long, but, good but, in all, but in all seriousness, you've just said it about two minutes ago that you, your longest run was eight miles with uh, Ed a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um and you've not you have not trained past that. So you got you got to roughly about seven or eight miles on, on this run and you, you you felt fine and you you seemed to be doing all right and then it just wheels just seemed to to uh come off. So don't don't beat yourself up too much, mate. You did well and you got round and we got it done. Yeah, no, we did. And you know what? Um, I've got to learn to uh, practice what I preach. I talk about all the time on the podcast. Um, it's an achievement. I did the 14 miles. I know where my shortcomings were. It also maybe highlighted a little bit of a, a, an issue with fueling. I think being vegan, uh, I think I definitely get less protein in my diet. And, you know, the talk that, you know, your cramp comes from not having enough fuel in your body. And um, what I often, what I've been doing lately is uh, I've not been paying attention to what I'm eating. And I think when you do have a restricted diet like I do, you have to pay more attention to your diet. Um, and we haven't been doing that. I've been eating like super noodles and crisps and lots of like fake meat, you know, like plants and stuff. And yeah. there's just there's protein in it, but it's all like processed protein that's not very good for you. So it's given me that kick up the arse to be like, do I want to start eating meat again? No. Do I want to start eating dairy again? No. So what's the alternative? Right. You've got to be more on it in terms of, you know, pulses and. Um, beans and that kind of thing that you're putting into your diet that are full of protein and also i'm going to start experimenting with you know maybe like protein shakes and and, right. and chia seeds and that kind of thing and i'm going to see if that helps so it's kicked me up the arse a little bit not just to think about my running training but also about my nutrition which is very very important i think for anybody who well anybody it's important for anybody but i think particularly when you don't have as varied a diet as others um mm. it's important that you work on it so i took a positive from it Awesome. And it was, awesome. and you know, as much as I know you lads hated it, um, it was. Yeah. I, 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 I always really love running with, with, with you two. And then of course afterwards we had a, we got Paul on board and we had a, a crazy night out, didn't we? Where we uh, yes. felt very, very old. There was a lot of people yes. half our age out, and um, <laughs> and we, I think the, we all wanted to go home at about half seven, but JP dragged, kept us out to about midnight. So mm. um, he's the instigator. And then of course on Sunday we, we don't want to take up too much time yeah. because this, this, this segment's overrunning but we uh i, I don't didn't want to leave it without shouting out that we went to rasselbock um overdue one for me because i missed the january event due to covid um we didn't run the girls ran they all did amazing put me to shame sammy's not run all bloody year and she ran 13 miles without breaking a sweat um donna ran 10 was amazing um uh, paul did a half marathon as well um really really good job loads of fart like family were out there um, great seat. Finally got to meet Sally Bryder, ex-guest. Got a big cuddle off her. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Kate Berry was there, which was awesome. Uh, Mike Fielding was there, one of uh, my uh, team members in the Park Run League. We'd never met. So it was yeah. nice to see him giving a high five. Um, of course, out on the course, we had uh, David, David Chung. You saw David uh, early on, didn't you, mate? Um, I did. Yeah, I clocked him. Can we come over and say hello? Said hello. Which was which was awesome. Um, we didn't quite get to see him, and I wish I had because uh, I really want to see him. And then and then also uh, Russell Russell Diamond Webb, who was doing uh, an absolutely magnificent challenge, running a hundred k in a day. 
um, uh, which was really, really cool. And we got to see him and cheer him on on his, on, on, on his absolutely awesome uh, challenge. So it was great. Uh, got to see Eric, gave him a couple of big, big cuddles. He's doing great things, guys. Get yourself to a Rasselbock event. Totally unique, so laid back, so different. I promise you, you will have fun. Uh, we're going to be back out there in January. We've got big things coming. We're going to uh, we're going to be there in droves. Matt and I think about maybe volunteering and helping Eric out behind the scenes with it. And we want as many fart like family members as there as possible. That's the Sherwood Pines event in January. But get to as many as you can because Eric's doing good things. And um, yeah. and yeah, we're very proud of him. And, and we're 100%. looking forward to seeing what comes next out with Matt. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And just, just to shout out, I know uh, Manisha was there as well. So she she did the yes. challenge mat up event. Yeah, she was. I, I clocked her. She run past, but I was like, "Is that her? Is that her?" And I yeah. messaged her and seen that she she posted on on Instagram. So yeah, she was there as well. Brilliant, amazing. Awesome and uh, and someone else who was there was our guest today, wasn't it, Matt? He was. Yes. Uh, that that yes. was Chris. We're gonna get to him in a bit, but before we do, we've got to get over to have an internationally themed park run chat with Ben and Emma, haven't we? We have, yes. Should we get over and get straight into that? Yeah, let's do it. Ah, Mathieu, excusez-moi, es-tu prêt à commencer la prochaine partie du, du épisode? Si. Oh, no, si. oh sorry, oui, 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 innit? Oui, oui, that's it, yeah, very good. Oui, oui, like you're going for a oui, oui. Yeah. yeah. Why am I speaking I'm... French, Matt? Oh, I know, it's exciting because we have our guests on the th- like, not our guests, our, our resident parkrun tourists. Ben and Emma. Yeah, but why am I speaking in French? That's what I thought you wouldn't. Because I've been to France. Oh, for God's sake, I don't know why we waited this long for you to be in this segment. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Uh, ben and Emma, ça va? Uh, ça va bien, merci. Oh, très bien, très bien, monsieur. Uh, bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Madame. Uh, je je, je oh. m'appelle Matt. Uh, oui, oui, oui. Je m'appelle oui. Ben. C'est vrai, tu t'appelles Matt. Ah, Matt, tu es... Yeah, I'll tell did, you you what, a, did you just call me a dickhead? No, listen, listen, no, I didn't. I said, yes, you, <laughs> I said, yes, your name is Matt. Listen, I'm going to talk to Ben and Emma, the grown-up's going to talk. I'm going to give you a little sentence to work out, OK? Right, OK. Tu es très petit et tu sens de merde. OK, you can work that out. And I'll be <laughs> me and Ben and Emma got a clue. All right? Tu es très... Tu es très petit et tu sens de merde. Right, go. Uh, ben and Emma, how are we? Uh, yeah, all good, thank you. How are you? Good, yes, well, thank you, very well. Always always nice to insult Matt in a different language. Um, uh, uh, amazing. Uh, the reason, of course, which Matt set up terribly, that we're, uh, that we're butchering the French language, is because uh, you guys went international this weekend, didn't you? So let's get straight into it, guys. What happened at Le Parc Run this week? So this weekend was our uh, a belated birthday present for Emma, as it was a birthday a fortnight ago. But obviously we were we were down south at uh, running an ultra last week, and then on a birthday weekend we were running a race in Grimsby. So this weekend just gone was the the next available time for me to take her away as a surprise for her birthday, a surprise that as you found out was ruined by my granddad. Um, <laughs> Good old, good old granddad. He's still in the bad books. I've not, I've not taken his shopping around for a week now, so he's probably <laughs> And yeah, so on Friday we flew out to Paris, and on Saturday morning we obviously had to go and do an international park run. 
Um, now, there are two options in Paris. I can't pronounce them. Rob, you might have to do it for me. Um, Bois de Balloon? I, I don't know. Uh, uh, Bois de Balloon. It started off okay. It ended terribly. It was the Bois de Boulogne, then. Okay. He said it that fast, the run director. I couldn't make out a word he was saying. Yeah, Parisians, uh, they're terrible. They are. So so we were actually over there in the middle of a heat wave as well. So we left the hotel to jump on the metro uh, to go a few stops down on the metro. We walked out the hotel. Hotel's lovely and air conditioned, nice and chilly. Uh, as soon as you walk out the door on Saturday morning, it was bang, 29 degrees. It was it just hit you the heat. Um, it, but it was lovely, I suppose. It's not very often you get a chance to run in 29 degrees. Um so we jumped on the metro, we went and we had like a 10 minute walk from where the metro stop was to the start. Um, it was it was lovely. It was very small. Now, now the park, as, as whatever you call it, Bois de Boulogne. That was better. Um, that was better. Well done, mate. Learning, I'm learning. Um, it's it's huge. That whole area is huge. And, and we were walking to it and the amount of runners that were out at that time in the morning around about half past eight as we were walking there was was incredible. Um, so we turned up to Parkrun and I'm thinking, God, all these lot are getting their warm ups in early. But uh, evidently Parkrun is not as popular in uh, Paris uh, as it is in other regions in the UK, as an example, um, as there were only a handful, I say a handful, there was 70 people took part in Park Run, although I'm going to question that and I'll come to that. Um, so we stood there. We were at the start. We got walked, the start and finish different locations. Um, run director, he's English, but he's lived in Paris for X number of years. So he spoke very good English. He did the briefing in both English and in French, basically sentence for sentence uh, in each language. Uh, and he requested that nobody got a PB that week as it was so damn hot. Um, the park run itself is very flat. Uh, it's two laps around a lake, so it's it's pretty easy one to do. Um, and it was lovely. It's, it's a lovely park. As I say, it's a huge park. So the section we were in was tiny. Um, but what we did see and what we did run on, it was a mixture of tarmac. Uh, um, there was a lot of loose gravelly bits as well. There was stuff going on around the lake. They were setting up for some kind of event that was going on there the following day. So we had to jump off the tarmac onto the onto the grassy bit. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was fun. It was a good good park run, and we both had a nice little pod round, both with the challenge in mind. Um, now mine went absolutely tits up. Um, I, I, I thought, right, I'll, I'll think about six. If I'm, if I'm set off and I'm nowhere near six, I'll think about 16. I got through the, I got near the end of the first lap and I thought, well, I'm nowhere near six. So maybe I'll drop back into 16th. And then I thought in my head, well, wait a minute, 30, if I finish 13th again, I'm going to get more points. So I'll aim for 13th instead. So I'm running past the finish area and I shouted to the run director when I was about 30 metres away. I said, when I come to the finish, I've completely tried to manipulate this, by the way. I'm giving myself away here. I said, I need to finish 13th. So as I'm coming in and I shout you, can you tell me what the last position was as as, as I'm coming in? Uh, and, and, and did he say, what? He said, <laughs> no, no, no. He said, he said, that's a very strange request, but I'll do my best. He said, I think you're 10th at the minute. 
So I thought I was 10th. So we carried on. We went started the second lap and somebody overtook me. Um, so I thought, right, I'm 11th. That's good. I'll take that. But then I overtook somebody else. Well, we both overtook somebody. So I was back down to 10th. So we're coming up to the final straight and there's these two people running behind me. I think it was a couple. So I thought, well, if I let them go ahead of me and then I've got to wait for one more. So them two went ahead. They crossed the line. I shouted to him. I said, so is it, were they 10th and 11th and I'm currently 12th? He goes, no, no, no. That that was 13th just then. That was 12 and 13. I'm like, you oh. absolute idiot. Um, <laughs> and I looked behind me and there was just nobody. There was absolutely nobody. And I thought, I cannot stand here for another <laughs> to fast. So in my frustration, I crossed the line. I got handed token number 15. He, oh. turns around and, he turns around and goes, he's not 15. We've lost a token. So you're actually number 14. Um, <laughs> I was like, right, OK, fine, fair enough. So then I'm waiting for him to come round. And I'm thinking, I'll find out what position's finishing just before him. And then maybe I'll, maybe I'll let her. Uh, finished in a sixth place. So I'll let, I'll let her tell you how her run, and then we'll tell you what, it, what happened when it came. Yeah, good. And Em, how did you find it, especially, I guess, running in, in in a different country compared to in the UK? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the volunteers were expats. So I think a lot of mm. the runners were as well. Um, like Ben says, the French, they're not really getting on board with part run. Mm. I think especially in that kind of heat, they're being a bit more sensible and just getting up and getting out earlier rather than waiting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was there was no problem with it. They were, as Ben said, explaining everything in French and in English. Um, but the heat, um, because it's completely flat course, well, it's slightly downhill on one side. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's impossible not to set off too fast. Just like, please don't run it too fast. Please, like, take it easy. Because they said, especially you Northern Europeans who aren't used to the heat. <laughs> you Nordic types. <laughs> don't set off too fast. But yeah, um, so for me, it was thinking about position because I had no idea what position I was in. And it was just run it to feel and don't get too hot. But Ben said he might tell me when I was running towards the finish whether to possibly slow down but when it came to it I was in 42nd and there was just nobody close enough behind me I would have had to just stop and yeah. just stand the, old just ben, the old Ben approach well in, in my mind she was 41st because from what he'd said to me I, yeah. I had the 15th token but so I was like there's just no point don't wait you're not going to get it. So, so the reason I was dismayed by it was because when the results actually came through, he's put me down as fifteenth. <laughs> so, I'm thinking I'm fourteenth. Originally, you told me I was tenth. So, so you've got a complete cock up of these numbers. So then I looked at the results on the thing, and there were actually fourteen registered people before me. So if he was missing, did he know what he was doing? He was. He said he was missing a token. Yeah, he's got fourteen names before me on the thing. I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. Bloody, so I know, so, I know. bloody French. So it's with a metric system, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, but all in all, like Em said, it was great. That uh, all the volunteers were were very happy. Uh, they were. I I was doing a little warm up jog because it was my first run post ultra, and I thought I need to test the legs. They felt like absolute jelly in the warm up. But I ran past two of the volunteers who were walking out to their spots, and they were just speaking in plain old English to each other. Right. Um, 
and luckily luckily when we started part run the legs the legs felt fine so it was good to get that first run in despite it being in 29 degrees and having to take it a little bit steadier than I would have done if I'd have, if it hadn't been so hot um, but yeah lovely part run we got chatting to a few at the end no purple sign obviously don't do purple signs in these uh, continental countries um and so we so we got a picture with the orange banner whatever one of them is right. um, uh, but uh, luckily a lady offered to take the picture for us she did a good job she was pregnant i didn't want to have a go at her um so <laughs> I, <laughs> that's where we found where ben draws the line pregnant <laughs> women she's she's probably gonna get very aggressive if i tell her off so i thought yes. i'll leave it uh, yeah, but it was fine right. the picture worked out all right so i was happy with that and i took a few pictures for a few people um so they were the best pictures they've ever had um <laughs> humble as always mr stiddle absolutely absolutely so yeah no great run it was emma's 150th park run as well which Amazing. is a recognized milestone but it should be it should be well done em. Uh, well done. first international um my second international, and and we've just booked our third international today. Really? Uh, Can you tell us where, or is it a surprise? No, we're going to keep that one a surprise. Um, it's not it's not within the next few months anyway, so it's okay. a while. So we'll we'll tease it nearer the time. Um, Fair enough. I'll, I look I looked at some international ones, and I I come across Australia, and they start their park runs at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they do. Get them out of the way nice and early. Matt, you Stuff can't. Get- to go to a park run down the road from your house. <laughs> <laughs> She's got you there, mate. I'll, I'll go back on mute. If you can't, if you can't get to Rotherham, I think you might struggle to get to Melbourne. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it was great and loved it, loved it. We went, uh, we went out for breakfast afterwards. We had a nice, uh, nice breakfast. It was uh, Paris isn't cheap, by the way. Paris is no. very expensive. Um, as we discovered on our final night when we sat in the main square of this uh, area, which was very busy, and we ordered two large two large beers, which came to no less than thirty eight euros. Oh um, my god! They're, they take liberties, don't they? Thirty eight euros for two large beers. Admittedly, they were liter sized beers, so it's effectively mm. two pints each. But this is, this is what you get when you go somewhere where you can't see the prices. I think you you need to see the price of everything. Mm-hmm. Buying anything, they do take advantage of us tourists. They do, they do. So, but it was worth it. It was lovely. We had a great time in Paris. We did all the touristy stuff. We had it. it the temperatures on Saturday actually got up to thirty eight degrees wow. at one, um, which was very very hot, but. Uh, luckily, by the time we finished park run, went for breakfast, had a shower, and got back out there. We just we jumped on the metro and we did we did the the Louvre and um, although you might Louvre, Louvre um, we wandered down to Notre Dame. We had lunch at Hard Rock Cafe, which was great because I'm a bit of a fan of visiting different ones around the world. Um, mm-hmm. So that was nice, and and then yeah, obviously we went out in the evening and. Yeah, Paris Paris is absolutely lovely. Um, we loved it. Very busy. I mean, one thing that we did find is on the first night, we were out eating dinner till midnight. And then we're like, well, we've got to get up for park run in the morning. So we best go home and uh, to hotel and go to bed. 
but it was just absolutely swarming with people. It's 12 o'clock at night. It's like 12 o'clock in the day here. Yeah. It was so busy. Especially uh, in the we summer. Were, Especially in the summer. Yeah, it, honestly, it was absolute madness. Um, but fair play to them. And yeah, we, we went up the Eiffel Tower. That was lovely. Got up to the top of that and had a good look round. And uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Lovely little weekend. Quick trip away. and uh, But but one we definitely recommend. And uh, uh, I even toyed with the idea of maybe running Paris Marathon because it looked so nice. So... Yeah, I know you did, and now Sammy's decided she wants to do it as well, so that's going to cost me a fortune. Thanks for that. Um, I do. Well, well, you get to go to Paris for a weekend, so. I do, I do. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll definitely, definitely make a plan of that. Matt won't come because it's no. too expensive and he's tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not not interested. Uh, Matt, have you managed to figure out what um uh, what no, my little I've, French I've, translation I've, task I've for, was? I forgot what you said as soon as you said it. I, I couldn't even Google translate. Google, I couldn't even type nothing in Google, so I didn't have a clue. Can't even spell Google, can you? Very good. Very proud of you. I I had to think on the spot with a little bit because I wasn't sure if Ewok was Ewok in French. So. <laughs> and is it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they just think, call is, them. is it something to do with being, being small? Then I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, very good. And you're a little shit. I think he said. I I, yeah. I, actually, I said he smells like shit, but that was really close, Ben. Well done. Thanks. How did, he get, how did you get that? I do remember a few French bits. It was quite mm. funny because whenever we walked into a restaurant or like a bakery or something, I'd always go bonjour and, uh, and they'd say bonjour and then they'd start reeling off all this <laughs> French, like saying what you want or whatever they were saying. And I was like, whoa, 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 I'm, I'm English actually. I don't understand all of that. <laughs> Pado chocolat! Pado chocolat! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got one of them. I got one of them. <coughs> Love a pado chocolat. Um, but, uh, right. <laughs> Good, amazing, amazing weekend, amazing time, amazing update. Thanks, guys. Uh, Matt. Yes. Uh, should we get over and have a chat? Here we go. This is, this is the best bit because now it's going to be a fight between you and Ben, who gets to say, "Let's do this," um, which is my new favourite part of the show. Um, <laughs> we've got to get over and have a chat with uh, Mr. Disbot runs himself. Chris Ward's here, chatting all things metal munchers, trail running. We saw him this weekend, didn't we, Matt? We did. Yes. Seen him at uh, Rasselbock. Good to see him. Awesome. Good. Yep. Then you didn't give me as much as I was hoping for then, but that's fine. We'll continue. Yeah. Um, so with with you with that terrible setup from you, do you think we should get over, guys, and uh, and find out a bit more about his story and what he's been up to? I'll, 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 I was just concentrating more on this next bit. That's what I'm doing. Right. I'll, I'll let you have your glory since you're actually here for one week. Um, <laughs> and Rob, it's, it's let, let's do it, not let's do that. Do whatever you said. All right. You said. Right, well, thanks. Show thanks. Us thanks. Thanks for mugging me off so eloquently and amazingly there. You've actually had me pants down. I'm going to go have a cry to myself in this next segment because of just how sick that burn was. You stupid little knobhead. Go on, do without, it. Without, without further ado, here's this bot, Chris Ward. I thought you were going to say, let's do it. No, yeah. no, stuff that. Oh, let's do it. You just let Ben take it off you. He can have it. <laughs> Here we go again, squad. Another chat with another awesome Fartlek family member, a man who wears many hats. That is, of course, unless he's turned that hat into a plush toy race memento. If you follow him on IG, then you will know that he is most at home on the trails, exploring the wilderness with a signature good vibes attitude. You may also know him 
as the man behind Metal Munchers, the most creative race-wide concept I have ever come across. But there is so much more to my guest today. We are, of course, going to talk about his running journey, the story behind Metal Munchers, but let's also find out about his community support, charity work, and his all-round good egg endeavours. I always say it, but my absolute favourite chats uh, on this podcast or I can help you all learn more about a pal and today is a perfect example of how this platform allows me to do that. Let's get on with it and chat to Mr. Diz by himself, Chris Ward. How are we doing today, dude? Not bad, not bad. How are you? Yes, very good, thank you. And even more excitingly, people might be able to tell because of the slightly different quality in the sound, you're not on Skype, are you? Uh, no, I don't like Skype or Zooming. It's a bit too 2022 for me. Mm, so you just, well, Skype's not. Skype's very 2008, but... but yeah. Uh, but you, uh, you've, you've, you've hit the M1 and you've, you've come to see me, haven't you? You are in the Fartlek Studios, you're in Matt, little Matt's chair. Yep, feet are touching the floor, unlike his. Not so your knees are touching the floor, <laughs> to be honest, mate. Um, uh, but uh, how's your day been before you headed over? Get out for a run or was it just work, work, work? Uh, it was a, it's a day off work. My hours have been compressed to four days, mm-hmm. so it's brilliant. That means I get a Friday off, but today was just about a rest day. I've been a bit fatigued over the last few days, so I was like, you know what, sack off today's run. No, no, nothing wrong with doing that. Now we're going to get into everything. I want to talk metal munches, I want to talk you, I want to talk about all the work you do, I want to talk about your journey with Instagram, big part of the online running community. Um, Let's just dive into it though, we'll start where we always start, and I know you listen to the podcast, so I know you know where we always start. Why don't you tell everybody who I'm sure is super keen to know, we've got a lot of pals (laughs) listening in the Fartlek family, how did you first get into running? How did it all start? Um, well, basically about seven years or so, um, I'd done a little bit of running, not like with Strava or anything like that, just general, like kind of run to that lamppost kind of stuff. Um, my daughter was in a trampoline class, she'd just started and it was based at West Park, so I thought, well, can I do a loop of West Park, it's about two and a half K, it's where the park run is. Um, and so I started off just trying to do that, just trying to get round once, fully running without walking. Um, did it, so like kind of do it twice while my daughter's in it, so it started speeding up a bit. And then my cousin said, I'm running Leicester Half Marathon, do you want to do it with me? If you started running, I was like, um... Big step up from two and a half K around the park to yeah, half. I was kind of starting to find my feet with running a little bit. So he just said, it was still like six months or so to go, a long time to go. So I was like, yeah, I need a goal, Let's let's do this. And I ended up doing it for charity to give myself more of a push. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to lose weight, so it was an ideal way to shift some pounds. So I started and I kind of overtrained for it. Overtrained <laughs> for over-trained. it? Well, tell me about that, because how was that experience then? So you're going from pretty much a standing start, aren't you? Yeah. To, uh, and we run a half marathon. So what did that journey look like? Was it about finding like plans online? Did you speak to any oh, experienced runners? No. Or was it just it was through it? I've got to put my trainers on and go for a run. There's yeah. no like, Interval session, speed, tempo. I still don't do any of that now. I have yeah. no clue what anyone goes on about when they talk about stuff like that. It's just literally bang my trainers on, can I run three miles, can I run five, can I run six? Um, and then it was incorporating things like um, going to work or from work. Can I do that in a run? Can I get off to the bus earlier and run the last bit? Can I get off the train at one stop and then carry on running? So it just kind of went like that. It just got built up and built up. And the, the quicker I got, so I, when I did a sub two hour half marathon in training, I, I then ramped up my my um, charity work a bit. Okay. So I was like, well, if, if I can do a sub two, will you give me more money? Like leaning on the lads at work and stuff. And I think I raised 
about 700 quid for that run. Yeah. And I did it in 147. Non too shabby. The, the pressure it was a lot. I put a lot of pressure on myself to do it. How did you find the experience then? Did did you, because we speak to a lot to people who say, you know, that first race day experience, oh my God, I fell in love with it. The, the crowds, the vibes, the finish line. Did you get that experience or did you find that because of the pressure you put on yourself, because of the overtraining, because of the fundraising, because of the goal to get your time down and down and down, did yeah. that maybe sour it a little bit? It definitely put a mark on the day, I'd yeah. say. Um, even during the course, it was a, quite a good course loads of people there at the start and I, I remember I think it's about mile 11 mile 12 there was a little cutback and straight away in my head like oh why have I got to do a cutback here like I don't need this and you, you throw it straight on your legs because you, you have to run a few some bollards and railings yeah. and it really annoyed me and I got to the point where there's some steel drum banging and I remember running through it and I'm just so annoyed by that cutback because I lost valuable seconds yeah. and stuff and I've run it a few a few times after, a few years after, and it was a completely different reason. I ran in a dress for charity, yeah. full-on dress, and I loved every second of it. I loved the crowds, I loved the steel drums, and kind of, when you run it for a first time, a lot of people say, like you say with the crowds, running with loads of people, I did not like running loads of people, because yeah. I'd just done so much running on my own. It's my headspace, it's my time away. I had younger kids there, and so it's like, like, oh, I'm going to go for a run. Like, you can do the nappies and the, the arguing and that lot. So it's kind of, I don't know, there's just, I do put a lot of pressure on some of my runs and it's something that I've moved completely away from. Yeah, I was about to say, I was going to jump in, it's a nice segue really because you aren't renowned or certainly not on social media in terms of following your journey. You're, yeah. you're not now a big road runner. You're not no, chasing no. the times. You've, You've moved into the charity side of things and even probably more significantly, the trail running. Yeah. Um, is that down to the reasons that you've said, you know, not liking the time pressure, not liking um, the, the, the constant swell of people that are around, be it other participants or, or the crowd? A little bit. It's I, I did half marathons for a few years and I did a lot of the local ones a couple of times. Um, but times are always going down. And then I always said, oh, I want to hit about one hour 30. If I hit around there, that's my goal. And Ramathan, I did one thirty-three, And that was a year, another guy that was running it passed away. And I'd seen him on my run. And you do your usual as you're running. You're all right, mate. And he seems struggling. Yeah, yeah, fine. And from hitting my goal that I wanted and seeing that guy, I thought, what am I doing? Like, I, I'm, I enjoy the running. But this whole racing and pressure thing, I don't enjoy it. It's not good for me. It's mm -hmm. every every run was a beast run. Like I have to get this time. I have to do that, and so I lost my mojo for a bit. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm done now. I've hit my goal. I'm not interested. And then my cousin again said, oh, I'm doing a wolf run. <laughs> what was a wolf run? What are you on about? Oh, well, one's obstacles, lakes and fields. Like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> All right. Why not? You know, I'll do it with you. And um, I think he missed the first one so I, that I signed up for and I did it on my own. And I got out there and I, I blasted through. I cleared my wave, got into the next wave and I was moving forward and, and I marshaled like, what? what are you doing here already? Like, like 353, that's amazing. Keep going, keep going. And I kind of like, this is me. Yeah. Like, there's no chip on my foot. 
There's no people trying to push you out the way, cutting corners, stuff like that. It was literally like, you get somewhere, you can't do it. You turn around, someone's there with two hands. I'll give you a boost, mate. Or hands on your bum, whatever. And it was like, this is it. This is the community I want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. There's, there's like, just opened up a whole new outlook to my running. And then as soon as I got into the woodland bits, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, because there is a, there's a very clear sense of camaraderie that exists in those obstacle uh, race challenges because you often have to help each other. Like you said, you know, yeah. it's not a figurative helping hand. Often it's you're helping you get up or over or yeah. around something. Um, but there is a sense of camaraderie that transcends into the ultra running community, the trail running community, the off-road running community that perhaps is not there in road races. So is that the thing that really kind of caught your attention to think, Yeah, I want to give this a go? Definitely. I got into, I was kind of doing a bit of trail running before lockdown just to try and strengthen my legs, just try and get, I don't want to roll my ankles on OCR runs and stuff like that. And... It was then kind of a switch click that why don't I just run trails? Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy the obstacles, but once you've done so many different events, you're you're kind of hitting the same obstacle every single time. Yeah. So they're always yeah. just move the obstacle, put it there. And I was like, well, it's the trail running that I like. Like right, I finally found it after doing half marathons and doing OCRs. It, it's the trail running that I enjoy. So I started doing that a lot more, and like I love just being knee deep in various types of crap and Mm -hmm. jumping into rivers and whatever I'm like I'm no shrinking violet and when I did my first actual trail official run it was tough runner UK yeah like 2021 and they're kind of they're still a mixed bag with that um tri uh, triathlons um road running and stuff like that and I I did one with them and I, I felt a bit of the community spirit kind of like I did with OCRs coming in and then I've always been a supporter of Vasselbot right yeah. from the start. Aren't we all? And Big love to Eric. Yeah, definitely. He's just released his new thing today as well. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, I'll, it's a 5K event. I'll I'll go and do it. If I run one 5K, then I can stop. Yeah. If I run two, I can, I, I can stop then. And I've never ran past 20 miles in my life. And I kind of got to the start of this year and I was like, right. I want to hit 50k at some point this year. I want to do a 50k run. So like, let's set up a bit of a charity thing on my way to 50k. And then throughout the year, I can fundraise using it. And then it'll give me a drive to to push my level. Um, I only went and did it on the first run. Is <laughs> that so blowing that out of the water? <laughs> Setting a high standard for yourself for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, it's inter- I, I did want to touch on that, actually, because it is interesting that you did that at an event like Rasselbock. And it is probably a really good um, reflection of the difference between road running and the kind of events that Eric puts on at Rasselbock. Because you can rock up and you can see how you feel and you can do it. It ain't going on power of 10. No. It's not a standardised race time. It's not UK athletics affiliated. And there's probably certain people in the road running community that would turn their nose up at something like that. But look at the benefits of it. Look at the positives. Look at that day in January at Sherwood Pines. What an, I, mean, I was gutted I couldn't be there. <laughs> but what an event, stupid COVID. But what an event that was. And it sometimes it opens your eyes and puts your head above the sand a little bit to realise that 
it's not all about that power of 10. It's not all about run Britain, Britain rankings. Yeah. Look at what you can achieve yeah. just, just in inner woods Definitely. on your own sometimes. Yeah, I think... Um, I, I was, I, I've never been interested in running a marathon. People have always said, why have you done half marathons? Why don't you do a marathon? Like, why would I do a marathon? It's 26 miles, you nutter. That's yeah. why we have cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. And people have said, oh, you've done half marathon. What's next? And like, I quite fancy an ultra. Like, well, what's an ultra? Anything over a marathon. That's what you won't run a marathon, but you'll run an ultra. It's like, yeah, it's a different kettle of fish. Different you, beast. Like, you can eat a Twix or a pork pie in an ultra. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get Fra- looked at. Frowned upon at London Marathon doing that. One, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a bit popping into Greg's at mile 13. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the fond memories I have of my half marathons is standing near the front, like the 130 to 135. And there's blokes there, six and a half foot tall, slender beams, like proper looking runners that I used to look at. I think, Jesus, he's a runner. And yeah. they'd, be, they'd be me stood next to him, pot bellied, like, oh, I've lost two toenails today. And I've, I've, <laughs> I've took me, me whey protein that lot. How are you doing? Like, well, I've had about three hours sleep, 10 pints of Doom Bar and a kebab. <laughs> and it's like, three, two, one, go. And you're running next to him for the whole thing. And they're looking at it like, why? Like, how are you doing this? And yeah. I always get like, if you took running seriously, you could do better. Like yeah, probably good. <laughs> doesn't matter though, does it? No. What define better? That's the that's the yeah, reality. I, I could increase it? my time. I think I got one the other day because one of the um, I do trail runners versus ultra runners, uh, trail runners versus road runners reels just for a laugh. And someone thought like, oh, if if you were a bit more serious, like you could hit some pretty good times. Like, mate, I used to hit good times, so now I have great times. Yeah. Like you can keep your watches with your times and stuff like, like. With the ultras, it's it's crazy to think that I've this year I've done four ultras. Yeah. I would never, never in a million years think I could run one. And like you say, with the support of the Rasselbot, the way it's laid out, um, the first one at Sherwood will just stay in my running memory forever. Because yeah. it was the hardest one I've ever done. But that finish with like the We Are Fearless, the What the Fartlight like pod, like podcast team and the other Rasselbock team, I was just like, wow, yeah. like this is trail running. If anyone wants to know what ultra trail running is, I've put, shared the video numerous times because I'm such a bragger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with a humble brag. <laughs> no, and it's just like, that's it. That's what you get. You don't get all the runners from a half marathon or a marathon stop at the end, wait eight, nine, ten hours for the last people to come in and cheer them in. Yeah. But it's just like, wow. Yeah. Incredible. And, you very, very casually and smoothly slipped that's this statement into what you were saying. But can I just circle around before we segue away? Because what a statement that is. I used to run good times. Now I have great times. <laughs> that's my mantra. That should be on a T-shirt. Yeah, that is always... That's been my mantra since lockdown. But if it was on a T-shirt, you'd probably deface it and turn it into a goodly toy. So oh, let's... Definitely. Let's segue into metal munchers if that's all right with you yeah if anybody doesn't know what metal munchers is all about give us a give give me your elevator pitch what what metal munchers is all about so basically if you've done any kind of race or run or fundraiser or anything like that and you've ended up with a t-shirt a buff a vest we don't want them sitting in a drawer just hanging about we don't want them getting crumpled up we want to turn them into something that you can hold you can look at you can like we said before, humble bragger, stick on your mantelpiece, mm-hmm. wait for someone to come in. Oh, yeah, have you seen? And it's literally just 
turning and upcycling old t-shirts into keepsakes that we've got the the flagship one morty he's a metal muncher he's our own design we created him from scratch and he's got a little pocket in his mouth so you can put your medal right today i've run today we'll have a little promo pick for yourself later on we will get some pictures certainly and yeah it it came across that um my wife makes baby keepsakes yeah so all our baby clothes and stuff people have saved them and just before lockdown i was looking at them and going like we could do something like that for the running community so this has been the way she is nah no no nah nah we're all right and then just before lockdown it's like i managed to persuade her a bit and we worked on about five ten different designs we came up with that one and i was like that's the one that's it i that's the one we've got to go with and then since then we've added other ones we've designed another one and we've put in a few more and yeah it's just like i don't know you can have a 400 t-shirts in your collection and there's that one that like I ran London Marathon. Yeah. Like, I've run 110Ks, but I've run London Marathon, or I ran for my dad. Yeah. And it's just giving someone something different, something special, and it's just adding to your medal collection. Yeah. And it is special, and they are created with love, and I, and, and I know that firsthand from having conversations with you in the past when I think we talked about doing something together yeah uh, way back when we first started the podcast in terms of promotion and you were like well yeah but i haven't got capacity to make one for like six months no. because because <laughs> yeah. we put because they are it's all handmade isn't it, it? Is it's all yeah you, there's no you know it's not outsourced somewhere no. it's, it's nothing like that mass produced there's a lot of love goes into every one of those bad boys isn't there there is definitely we take a lot of time in laying the patterns out oh. making sure we get everything we can from the t-shirt from the logos and I've, we've turned a, a fair few down where the t-shirts talk turned up and either the logo is too big or it just doesn't work and mm -hmm. we just said look i'm not cutting your t-shirt up just for money i i know this is the only one you've got so i'll just i'll send it back yeah or i'll say right we could do this or we could do that let us know what you want and if they're not completely happy before we start then that's it it goes back because yeah. it's it's precious memories at the end of the day it is, and, and and it's a great ethos to have as a business. It's it's the it's the 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 people first rather than the, 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 than the business and the money first, and that bleeds through into everything around medal lunches, isn't it? Because it's not just about creating the mortis. It's not just about um, creating those memories for people. You, you do a lot as well to support the community, to support other small businesses. You do a lot to support us. Can I go on record and say <laughs> You know, whether it's the the campaigns, the giveaways we do, the the, the promo work we do together. Yeah you are always the first to start, put your hand up and be like, I'll help. And it's not just with us, is it? You do it, you do it with loads of stuff. As much as we can. Um, we, we don't have like a nice big profit pot we can dip into. I think a, 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 lot, of, a lot of the time, I'm trying to keep the price as low down as possible just to make sure it's affordable for everyone. So one of the first things someone said, like, well, I've just paid 20 quid for this tea. Why would I, why would I do it to you? Like, you don't have to. Yeah. Like, like if you if you want to pay twenty pound for a tea and put it in a frame or put it in your drawer, you just do it. So it's obviously not for you. So, but we have had people that have said, like, you know, it it it's X amount of money. It's like thirty five pound. I saw one the other day for sixty five, which isn't as good. And so it is all about trying to keep costs down. But in the meantime, what little bit we have, we put away to one side. So when the likes of you or other charities come turn up and say could you just like is there any chance you could help us and if we've got it then always and then anything that we can do that's free we always support as many people as we can yeah 
because it's, it's just what you do, isn't it? it, it yeah, and it's uh, it, it's not just what people do, but <laughs> it'd be nicer. It'd be a nicer world if it was, and a fair play to you. I know you'd be far too humble uh, to talk about it on the show, but you do do work with bereaved families, for example. Yeah. Um, uh, supporting them, you also support other local businesses like I wouldn't call us in business. We're barely bloody people, but um, uh, but you uh, you support uh, VO two vegan bars. Yep wonderful things absolutely uh, delicious I remember, bars I can't remember when you sent I think it was a virtual race Sammy did yes I think and I definitely stole it off her um, <laughs> uh, absolutely beautiful uh, piece of uh, uh, nutritional kit yeah um, so yeah it, it, it is about the community isn't it for you yeah when when we first started we we were just like a, just a little business with no, no promotional like gains or anything like that and it's the community that made us what we are so we try and give back to the community as much as possible. I'd, I'd love to do more. I'd yeah. love to have like, you know, just another six hours in the day so I yeah. could see more posts, follow more posts. Sometimes I see things like, it's like, oh yeah, and I did this yesterday. Like, ah, oh, you know, I would have shared on my stories and tried to help you. But even if it's just a message, just to say, hi, how are you? You know, thinking about you and like, good luck with tomorrow's run, stuff like that. Um, we've done a lot of work for Acorns. Yeah, I was, I was going to come on to Acorns, so t- <laughs> tell me about the work you've done with them. Um, it's just basically, at the start of lockdown, I saw a post about how they were struggling, and the business had just kind of started off, and there were no races, but that started like, uh, a month after opening a, a race t-shirt business. Not perfect timing, It's not it? great timing, no. And I just I did think, like, this is just going to go down to Swanee straight away, like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hadn't invested any money in, money into it, just time. So yeah. like, if it does flop, it flops. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And it didn't. It picked up and people were like, this is a brilliant idea. I want one, I want one. So the order started coming in and people were moaning, I ain't got race to do, there's no races and all this lot, but we are allowed out for a one-day exercise. So I thought, well, can I do something? Can I do something like put a race on or a virtual event or anything just to try and like generate a bit of money for a charity and to give people that are missing the races something else. Mm-hmm. So it started like that. I think we've done four or five different events. Uh, one of the biggest ones was tearing up the key ends. Yes. And that was literally like, we're going to put you all into tears. I was like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then I just thought, well, what if we do, do something where you can, because I had a look around and there wasn't anything where you could be like, I want to personalize an event to myself. Yeah. It was just like, you can run 10K or you run 50K, you earn this. So I set up this thing and it was like, you can choose between four tiers on on brand, (laughs) what was going on at the time. And in the tiers was gold, silver and bronze medal. And it was literally, um, if you pick tier one, it was like 15K, 30K, 25K, something like that. It started off small. So people that that were just started running, that just like, right, well, I can't do any, can't go to the gym. Let, I'm going to try this running malarkey yeah. and all the way up to I think it was like um, up to two or three hundred km and we had people uh, sign up and made a couple hundred quid for charity there was no profit our end and halfway through it we were getting people like oh I've just hit my gold like oh well done you hit your gold can I tear up and go for gold in level four yeah definitely yeah. so and we try and support as many people as we can like say with you guys like Share a hashtag, we'll follow it, we'll keep supporting you. And it's just things like that. The only problem I get is I come up with an idea and I want to roll with that idea within 
two days. It's not always possible, is it? We, we've not. been there as well. <laughs> Raining Matt in when he goes off on an absolute tangent with something that he wants to do is the, probably the biggest part of my job. So I, I definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely I'm, I'm feel the, uh, uh, the, the pain there. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Um, I think I think we're at two thousand three hundred pound raise for him so far. Amazing. And I've got another event coming up in August. I'm doing the Rattleback Oxford. Uh, the Bannister one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it sounds hard. It's, it's gonna be amazing. No, it, it's, it it's, yeah, yeah. the support you get will be fantastic. But it, I've got it for the twelve hours. Oh wow! Okay, so you're gonna be out there for a long time. Yeah, it's kind of like oh, I've done six hour events. Let's go. For Let's just double it. That'll be fine, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> It's like it's four hundred meters around a track, like again and again oh and again. Oh god, that's this is like opposite to everything I want to do in my life. Yeah. Like no scenery, same thing, kind of road or track. Like oh, this is gonna be torture for me, but it's gonna be another way to test myself. It's gonna be another way to raise money, and it's Rattlebot, so I've got to do it. I'm just yeah. Bloody love it. Yeah, great community to support, uh, definitely. In yeah. terms of uh, and an amazing work as well. I think what what was interesting is that you know you did all this under the Metal Munchers banner. And so that's £2,300 that you could have skimmed as profit. Oh, yeah. That your business, you could have set up a virtual event business and you could have expanded into that and you could have made that money for yourself. And, yeah. And I think I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass, but I can definitely, definitely see so much community value as, as, a, as an entity, as a, as a community. And we try our best to do the same thing in that it, why would I want to help myself? Yeah. When we can help others. Yeah. And that, that that's all everything that I see through Metal Munch through your story. Yeah, it's I sometimes I get beat up beat up that I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there must be more I can do with them. Like there must be something else I can do. Um last weekend it was um Rawson Run for George. Yep. And like, we're gonna do the same again this weekend and yep. yeah, when you see like just a young guy like that and he's going out and he's running like doing a mile every day yeah. to raise money. Like, if he can do it, like we're all grown ass adults. Like, like, bit of a bit of an exclusive for you. Although by the time this episode goes out, it'll be long in the bag, and you'll know. Future yeah. you will know. Oh, uh, uh, George is coming on the podcast in two weeks' time. Awesome. Yeah. He's such a such an inspiration. Yeah. I, I love seeing things like that. People just be like, right, well, this is my situation, but look at their situation. Yeah. Let's let's change that. And I can change it just by putting my trainers on. Yeah. And yeah. That's that's all he's literally doing. And like I can, even if you can't afford to like donate, you can, it's free just to share a story, and that can lead to more donations. And that's the power of social media, isn't it? We've yeah. all we've all got that ability. Um, we've been talking for half an hour, man. It's absolutely <laughs> flown by. I think these things when you're talking face to face do fly by a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, you've talked a little bit. Let's talk about you first. You talked a little bit about the Rasselbock event coming. Yeah. Uh, the Bannister uh, loop thing. Yeah. Um, that sounds hellish, but it fair does. play to you. Um, any other big plans personally from a running perspective that you've got laid out? Nah. Just get it's, on with it's it. It's just not me. No. <laughs> I don't set goals. Don't set targets. I just like. I wake up in the morning, yeah, I want to go for a trail. Where am I going to go? Where do I feel like? And it's just go. Yeah. There's no set plan. Yeah. Just, I just love running. See what presents itself. Yeah. And how about medal munchers? What, what are the plans for, 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 for the community moving forward? Um, I don't know, really. I'm, I'm a bit... We're just a bit busy. Yeah. So we're just trying to get through the orders. Um, and then we're going to look at 
I keep looking at doing another virtual event, mm-hmm. but I think the way the world's turned, everyone just loves racing. Like if I could put on a race, I'd love to put on a race. Like and just be like, right, we're gonna do this. But I think the way the way it's going, it was an easy way to generate money for charity during lockdown because people had spare money and stuff. The way things are going at the minute, I don't know. But we've got we've got orders that we need to get out. So we're gonna concentrate on that. Maybe looking at um, making an, another design and like extending our range. Um, we're not long done Pace the Puppy. So that one's out. And yeah, just try and support as many people as we can. Mm. So like, well, if anyone is doing a fundraiser or anything like that, or they, they want to give like the shout out or try and get any news across that's positive in the running community, just drop us a bell. We're more than happy to support people as much as we can. Amazing, man. And to finish on, let's people are surely sitting there thinking maybe I do want to reach out to Chris. Yep. Uh, first of all, you, where are people going to find you on the old Instagram? Uh, Disbot Run. That's the one. And <laughs> um, and medal munchers, if people want to get themselves ordered one of these amazing mementos. Um, so you can either go onto IG, just type in medal munchers, and we have a, a link in our bio. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are, if you type in medal munchers into Google, we're the first thing that pops up. It'll it's come up. Just us. Well, there we go. <laughs> and of course, far, like, family members get a discount. Yes, definitely. It's it's all right. You don't have to go scrabbling around for it. We will we will have, we will have yes. definitely plugged it already at least three times in this yeah, episode. So cool. don't you worry about that. But uh, yeah, a brilliant, uh, unique memento and well worthy. Given what well, hopefully you were on the fence about getting yourself one. Now you know what happens with that money, and now you know what happens in that community. I think it's definitely worth taking the plunge. Uh, my man, an absolutely wonderful 30 minutes have flown by. Thank you so much for your time. Before I let you go, is there anyone you want to shout out, say hello to, big up, anything at all? Oh, that's put me on the spot. Um, well, mainly um, you guys. Oh, You've been fantastic. I hate, I hate it when people say yeah, that. I can... never know how to respond to <laughs> And it's even worse when we're face to face. Yeah, well, now you know how it feels sitting here when you're <laughs> saying it to me. <laughs> so, yeah, just like I, I do try and get involved as much with the community stuff as possible. Um, but I am I am quite, I don't know, a, a little bit held back in, at times. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hugely social runner. Yeah. Like, I've just, I ran not long ago with Hayley. And we had like, an awesome time. I love Hayley. Yeah, it was fantastic. Big Good shout fun. Out to her. Um, so if, if someone does reach out and say like, oh, do you want to go for a run? I'll be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I don't have the confidence to so go like, hey, do you want to go for a run? I've got so. a feeling your inbox is going to be, I'm challenging <laughs> everyone in the Fartlek family that is anywhere near the north of England to drop Chris a message and tell him you want to go for a run with him and force him into extroverted social activities. There you go. That's your finish, mate. Cheers, mate. So, good luck to you guys. I will continue listening, even though you've just dropped me in it. And, um, yeah, like, big up to Eric and everything he does yeah. at Russellbot. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, good shout-out. Just to everyone that supports me. Like, every time I put someone on Instagram and I get a like, it's like, oh, that's amazing. Like, I remember when it first started, it was like 10 likes, 15 likes. And then it's like... Why are 2,000 people following me? What's that all about? So, yeah, I'm always blown away by the support I get back. Yeah, The old online running community is a good one for the runners. Um, 
I'm going to let you go, man. Thank you so much for making cool. the journey all the way up here. Appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Appreciate what you're doing. And uh, and looking forward to uh, to catching up again soon at next, next event that we both frequent. Yep. Awesome. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, man. And you guys may or may not know that I have been stalling relentlessly for the past 15 minutes because we're all set up to record the next segment coming out of that awesome chat with good old Disbot Metal Munchers Chris. Uh, but Matt has disappeared. He's been putting up a TV bracket, apparently, whilst that chat was going on. And now he's fell off the face of the planet. So I've got no idea what happened, but I'm very grateful to Chris for chatting. I really enjoyed the conversation and I love finding out about Metal Munchers. Uh, hopefully Matt's going to be back at some point um to do the roll call and the ooh thank yous uh but in the meantime i've had to replace him with some able and willing substitutes improvements as always basically matt's a prick and we shouldn't expect anything of him ben and ever here Woo-hoo. hello hello hi emma's emma's back this week no late shift tonight no late shift. well she's already been back because we did part run tourism already didn't we True, true. We've, we've definitely <laughs> recorded that bit already, wink, wink. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we always record everything in order, of course. Don't, yeah. don't, don't give away the magic, guys. Um, Good. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you how you are, because I'll have asked that already, won't I, previously in the show. Um, And we are on a very, very tight schedule, recording on Wednesday night uh, at 7.15, probably the latest we've ever done uh, recording this time. But we're going to smash it, aren't we, guys? Another great weekend. You were, of course, in Paris, but you were observing the partner league internationally um shall we uh, get over and get the main man on board get some stats out and then everyone can get back to their wednesday what do you reckon bring him on yep let's do it as always the man of the hour the man with the power too sweet to be sour i am very excited to find out who what and where he's been seeing dating doing this week in that order respectively statman john how are we doing smj uh hello lads can you hear me can you hear me Yes, sir, we yep. can hear you. Loud and clear. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm out at the minute. I'm just uh, stood behind a curtain. Right. Uh, hiding, <laughs> SMJ? Uh, yeah, well, I'm actually on a date. This is live date footage uh, right. currently happening. Uh, I'm just out for dinner, so I've, I've walked away and I've stood behind a curtain. Right. Okay. okay. What's what what's caused you to, to go and sorry, are you standing behind the curtain so that you can keep our conversation private or has something gone wrong on the date that, that has made you have to relocate? You won't believe it. Nothing's gone wrong so far. Really? Well, tell us all about it. What's okay, going on? Okay. So I'm on a date and uh, it's going well. She's got something in her teeth, but I'll ignore it. Um, right. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, I've got to chat to you guys, uh, so I'll quickly nip behind the curtain so she doesn't think I'm rude. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, yeah. Penny, Penny Lancaster, have you heard of her? <laughs> Penny Lancaster. Uh, yeah, good, good. So uh, tell me, tell me what, love at first sight, what, what's happened so far? So uh, she walked in, uh, she had um, bloody Rod Stewart with her on a leave, <laughs> but again, again, I'm not... I'm not going to have Emma in my life, so I need to find someone, yes. so I've let it yeah. slide. You need to settle. You need to settle, Statman John. Yeah, so he's under the table. Uh, she's on the table. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going well. It's going well. I won't lie to you, lads. It's good. She ordered squid. I don't like squid, but that's okay. Right. We're, we're having a good time. Good. Good. Mm. Well, brilliant. Great to hear, SMJ. Um, are, are you okay? Is it? I mean, I don't want to ruin your date. I don't want to cause any potential ructions if this one could be the one. Are you okay for five minutes for us to go through some stats? 
Yeah, I told her I needed to clear my bowels so that I'd be right. Oh, stop, man, John. Don't give away the mystery right now. You don't want me talking about pooing on a first date. She liked it. She giggled. Was that was that your approach, Ben, on your first date with Emma? Um, no, we were in an outside location. There were no wildies happening on the on the no, first date. No, or discussion of wildies. No, Ben's informed me that he had to hold his farts in for the first few dates. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, oh, that's third date conversation bowel movements, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, second date. Second date. Second date straight, straight in there with the poop jokes. Um, <laughs> okay, wonderful. Right, we've got loads to get to. Statman John, I don't want to keep you longer than we need to. So, should we rock straight in with Statman John and Statman Ben? Statman Corner. Let's do it. Let's go. Right then, Ben, you, you start us off again, sir. Let us know what some of our big call-outs are for this week. Okay, so rather than separate out people like all-time PBs, 15 seconds, I'll clump a few of them together for you, Statman, so you can get back to Penny. Um, So starting with one all-time PB this week we found, which was from Amy Bird. Team witness. Team witness. And within 15 seconds, another team witness, Carl Barnes, coming in only four seconds off on his 100th ever park run. Wow, he had a cape on, didn't he, as well, which is pretty cool. He did. That probably made him go faster, to be fair. Definitely. Definitely the case. Um, so what about, what did I, I'm trying to hold a sneeze in. So stat my John, save me while I put myself on mute. What else did Carl and Amy do this week? Amy Bird, tweet, tweet, and Carl, there you go. <laughs> um... I'm sorry. They, uh... <laughs> Sorry, tweet, tweet, uh, continue. Uh, they both watched all of Jeremy Cole and memorised every line. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> Very good. I, I, there is a bit of Jeremy Kyle-ish stuff going on in Witness, so it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I love it. Very good. Ben, what else happened? Tweet, tweet. Right, let's go for the position ones. Obviously, there was a change in the rule to the position one. So, unfortunately for Darren, despite uh, finishing 10th again, he doesn't get anything this week. That man is just on 10th, although I'm sure he's got that token in his pocket. But Mm -hmm. nothing for him this week. But there were others. Um, First of all, I need to offer an apology to Sean Baxter for not shouting out his... uh, Although we shouted out his PB, we didn't shout out the fact that he finished first place two weeks in a row last week. Um, it is, it is. Uh, Michael Slack, he also finished first this week for the second park run in a row. And Diane from Sexy Sign Seekers, the best team, she finished 57th two weeks in a row. It's um, so much, not, not, not to take it away from our fasties, and we have got some amazing fasties, but it is that extra bit impressive when it's in the lower numbers, isn't it? Absolutely. And and another one, one position off, Mr. Paul McWhirter, also Sexy Sign Seekers, mm-hmm. 43rd this week, and he was 42nd last week. I mean, he gets so, nothing, though, does he? Sorry. Oh, he gets a massive pat on the back from our team. He does. And I think he's probably still hungover from when we went out on Saturday night. So that, 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 that was not a reward. No, no. But it'll do for I'm sure it will. SMJ, what about our position superstars? What did they do as well this week? Oh, Diane. I remember that lady. Um, <laughs> they oh, they played a game with a family of hedgehogs, a game of tag. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. <laughs> did you enjoy that one, SMJ? Did it tickle you? 
It was great to watch. I loved it. <laughs> Good. Ben, what next? Okay, right. To the weekly challenge this week. We had two sets of points on offer this week. Five points for finishing with a six somewhere in your finished position and 10 points for finishing with a 66. So first of all, I'm going to reel off the people who completed the five point challenge um, and there were only 10 of them. Um, There was Cal Crombie Fisher, Gareth Davis, Nathan Capp, Dan Griffin, uh, Kevin Johnson, Jack Reveille, Reveille, yeah, Reveille, uh, Danny Oakley, Nadine Francis, uh, Rob Corns, and Grain Hallahan. They all had a six in their finished position this week. None of them sound like they're in my team, do they? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. But not not taking anything away from them, I have to shout out Wayne from Team West Coast. Oh, he smashed it, didn't he? He did, he did. 66 for Wayne and 10 points in the bag. So Amazing, amazing work. Kudos. I need to find out what this Blackpool Park run's like. I think I think it might be an out and back, this one. Mm, maybe you could have I- done some counting. Maybe, maybe we need a Fartlek family excursion to Blackpool for the day. Blackpool one week. and Oh, we don't need to go to Barrow anymore, do we? So, yeah, let's no. all go to Blackpool. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, Statman John, uh, Wayne was like the Pied Piper of sixes, carrying his Barry ba- his merry band of rats along the trail to victory. What else did they achieve this week? Sorry, I didn't mean to um, call you rats. Sorry, and regret that instantly. Well, um, Wayne, I'll just shout him out separate because what an achievement. He walked on water. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Blackpool yeah. Jesus. It was, uh, that's it. Yeah, magical. And then the rest of them, congratulations, they found a cure for bad breath. <laughs> good, 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 definitely. There's a market for that. Absolutely amazing. Uh, right, Ben, what have we got next? Right, and the final one for this week is my favourite, as always, is the volunteer stats. Yes. And yet again, we had 30 volunteers this week really? across the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, which takes our total after six weeks to 216 volunteer credits wow we're happy with that aren't we yeah that's pretty awesome very very happy with that and then smj what what did our Um, volunteers achieve this week something magical once again they learned to arm wrestle themselves and won and lost (laughs) i mean that's a round of applause Brilliant job. Uh, Statman John, Statman Ben, Statman Corner. Amazing as always. A big thank you and a big well done to everybody. Oh, guys, guys, guys. Sorry. Have you, Simondo Runs and Eats, have you heard of him? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well aware of Si. Met him down south, actually, yeah. He's just walked in. What's he? He's walking up to Pet. Oh, my God. Do not touch her like that. (laughs) Get off my woman. Get off my woman. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Simon Austin, the dirty oh, dog. Dirty dog. SMJ, are you? I think he's gone. SMJ. He's, no. he's, he's gone. He's got to defend his woman. He's gone. He's, he's gone. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had a bottle smash in the background as well. Right, okay. Uh, let's get on with it, Emma. Uh, good to have you back. Let's get it done. Hit me with. Yeah. Some uh, some lead, some lead tables and some individual accolades this week in terms of top positions. Right, we're gonna go for the team stats first. Cool. So, bottom of the table, 
with no sign of capturing anybody else. A stoic slammers. Mm-hmm. Points. Uh, next up, we've got Matty's team. I'm getting tired uh, with 130 points. Good, not bad. They're not too far behind the team above, which is Southern Gravy with 138 points. Close. Then we've got Cirque de Better Than You with 156 points. Next up, What's Your Occurring? They have 162 points. Nice. And very close. Above them is your team, Robbie. Uh, Cirque de Saw Legs with 167 points. We've really fallen from grace. I'm pretty sure we had 165 points last week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Next up, Beast from the Southeast. They've got 183 points. Well done. Then we've got Team Not So Awkward, who have got 194 points. In third place is Where Your Heart Is Really, Rob. Team Witness. Witness. With 201 points. And they are very close to catching us in second place. Sexy Sign Seekers have got 202 points. And although Darren didn't get his 10 points this week, we still... They are still flying ahead. Team West Coast, 289 points. Oh, my God. I mean, it, Wayne's Team West Coast, isn't he? Just, yeah. They just, not, they're like whack-a-moles, aren't they? You knock one of them down, another one pops up with 10 points. You, can, <sighs> you can't take it away from them. They are. No, they've been amazing. They have been amazing. and Good yeah. sports as well, haven't they, all the time? They've been really involved, and they are, they are smashing it. We, we are, of course, only jealous and jesting. Alliteration. Boom. Well done to them, and great roundup. Emma, what about our uh, top scorer table? So, I'm going to go top top five, or really top four, because I think fourth place is... Ben's now uh, changing his mind. <laughs> okay. Because in fifth place is Ben. With 38 um, points. Just, just, just wanted the shout out, didn't he? He is joint in fifth place with Callum Crombie Fisher, mm-hmm. who's also got 38 points. In fourth place, we've got Mike Slack with 49 points. Which is pretty much all of Matt's team's points, isn't it? Yeah, <sighs> yeah. is he Matt's team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, then we've got in third place, joint. We've got Wayne, of course. He's mm-hmm. flying with his points, 50 points. Joint with Sean Baxter, who has been PB after PB uh, with 50 points. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Carl Barnes in second with 61 points. And, of course, top of the table, Darren McSweeney with 73 points. Well, that's getting closer now, isn't it? 12-point gap. Mm. So he can be caught, possibly. Carl's still got a position bingo point to go, hasn't he, as well? If he can get yeah, that. Yeah, he's got 10 points, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, could be could be yeah. close at the top. Darren McSweeney, Carl Barnes, the Cape Crusader is coming for you. More alliteration. Um, amazing. I can't stop <coughs> coughing and sneezing, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, Statman John is still not back, I don't think. Statman John? He's nope. left us. No, nope, there's definitely... I think the police might have been called. Right, OK. Uh, ben, uh, challenge for next week. This is a good one, isn't it? Yeah, so we were having a little think and we couldn't let the month pass by uh, without mentioning it because it's uh, it's something we need to we need to 
let people know about and something that's very big this month and that's pride month Mm -hmm. um so it's coming to the end of june which is celebrated as pride month it's uh the 50th anniversary of the first ever pride march is actually on the 2nd of july but they're celebrating in june and this is the last weekend in june so we thought we would uh we would create a challenge that is in line with that so for this week your challenge is to wear a color from the philadelphia pride flag but not just one color for every different color you wear on the philadelphia pride flag you will get one point now there are eight colors on that flag from top to bottom we have black brown red orange yellow green blue and i think they class it as indigo but we'll go purple yeah um, so there's eight colors on offer which means eight points on offer now the rules are in regards to the colors that you're wearing they can only be on visible items that you're wearing so for instance you can't wear a different color pair of pants uh, unless you're running in just your pants um that that doesn't count so you so we're classing it on shoes you can wear odd shoes socks wear odd socks shorts t-shirts or vests or for the for the ladies out there or or the me's of the world that are developing a bust um you can wear just <laughs> wear just a sports bra um that's too much fun in paris didn't you mate yeah yeah i've been i've definitely been picking out since the ultra yeah um so there's so that's top off there's hats are included buffs are included um what else did we say would be included that's it i think can, so can, can i ask you a quick question but i think i know the answer but it might be one that comes up uh, is it just one uh, one color eligible per item of clothing so you can't wear yeah. like a, like a pinstriped shirt and claim two colors it's i assume it's, it's pick a color for your t-shirt that's one your t-shirt's one color your shorts are another different socks different colors um yeah so it's one point for each one now for this to be clear and easy for us to mark and judge and we will be the judge of this i don't want none of these funny funny jp greens yeah it's got to be a clear green um every team member has to send a full body shot so they're going to have to get somebody to take a picture of them they've got to stand there it's got to be in good lighting. They need to put it in their individual team groups. And then I want the uh, team representatives to then send those picture pictures into the representative group. And uh, you've got until Sunday night to send them all in. And then that's when we will be marking them. So get your pictures nice and clear, showing every single colour. And then, uh, yeah, you will be marked for your points based on that picture. Anybody yeah. past Sunday night? Nil pois. Nil can, you tell, just, can you tell I've just been to Paris? Absolutely. But, it was it was it was brilliant. It was like speaking to someone, Fred Charles de Gaulle. I don't know why Charles de Gaulle came to my head, but he did. <laughs> That's the airport. That's the airport. He was a person as well. It's a person, but it's also where the airport is, which we spent a long time on our journey home. 
Yes, delays, delays, delays. Uh, A great challenge, Ben. We'll uh, obviously send some clarity around via the team captain slash administrators. Uh, Really important one, I think, as well, supporting the LGBTQ plus community. We've got some members uh, of the uh, of our Fartlek family who are proud members of the LGBTQ plus community. I would certainly try my very best to class myself as an ally. I know that a lot of us do as well. And it's a great way to show that support. Fly that pride flag. Um, uh, in the last weekend of Pride Month, and uh, and really celebrate um, uh, everybody across that um, uh, that 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 beautiful coloured rainbow um, as they celebrate this very important month. Absolutely, that's it. Let's uh, let's shout loud and proud. Absolutely, let's do it. Now, listen, guys, we're about done to wrap up. Statman Johnny's not going to be able to give us his uh, final words of wisdom uh, because he's gone from the call completely. And I am looking at a Facebook Live now from the restaurant showing uh, a riot squad uh, having to uh, to tear gas uh, through the front window. So something's obviously kicked off. They've got no chance. Statman will take them out. Not yet. He's a, he's a bruiser. So listen, guys, uh, uh, Ben, Emma, in his absence, have you got any words of wisdom for anybody this week? Um, no, no, I'm I'm sorry, but my mind doesn't work like Statman's and nobody's ever will. No, I don't think uh, anybody's mind works like Statman Jones. Well, we'll just we'll just leave it with the beautiful words of tweet, tweet, shall we? Tweet, tweet. <laughs> sweet Amy Bird, tweet, tweet. Uh, right, guys, I'll, I'll see you next week. I've got to go and find Matt for his bloody roll call because Christ knows where he's got to. Who knows? Who knows? All right. See you later, mate. See you in a bit. All right, then, Tiny Dancer. I've found you. You're back? I'm back. I'm back. Yes. Where did I'm you here. go? I've just, I'm, life gets in the way sometimes, doesn't it? Life gets in the way. <laughs> you had a fight with a TV bracket, didn't you? I did, yes, yes, yes. Don, Donna, took, Donna took the boys for uh, football training. I... Uh, we were having some of your furniture because you the house moves that you're doing and I need to make space so the TV's not going on the uh, stand anymore. It's going on the wall and it's gone on the wall. And it's it's working, surprisingly. Oh, it's working, but you also <laughs> just didn't show up for recording at the time you were supposed to and didn't tell anybody. I'm sure nobody's missed me. I missed you. Oh, bless you. Because uh, I hate you. Um, <laughs> hit me with a roll call, baby. <laughs> oh, dance monkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, partner. I'm sat outside on my garden here. You know Great what time line. it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> uh, probably, probably, she did probably shout that round here. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, right, are you going to go first? Uh, I can go first, yes. So we've got, first of all, Julie, 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 Julie. Uh, that, was a, that was a lot of Julie, 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 Julie's. Uh, yeah, Paul G, yeah. this is a recurring theme, I think, because everybody's shouting yeah. out our Paul. Uh, Paul Griffiths for smashing the wall and for being an all-around top person. Yeah, we agree with that, Julie. Awesome running, uh, Paul. Great stuff. Agreed. Julie's not stopped there, though. She's also shouting mm. out good old Claire. Um, uh, we got a shout-out last week for doing an ultra. She did, only went and did a bloody other one this week. Two ultras in eight days, Claire. Pretty amazing. Wow. Just how? Just how? Um, again, Julie, Julie, Julie again. Uh, uh, she's, uh, <laughs> she's shouting out Derek. Uh, Derek, uh, Derek goes running for running an ultra again down uh, down south and then travel to Newcastle to go and support Paul Griffiths. 
Yeah. Awesome stuff. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a good egg, un- Derek, isn't unsung he? Unsung hero. He keeps under the radar. I don't, like when we went to Milton Keynes, he just turned up, didn't mm-hmm. make a fuss. I spotted him sat on the uh, sat on the bank. And I, oh wow, it's, it's it's Derek. Yeah, awesome bloke. Yeah, love him, love him, love him, love him. I love Julie, Julie, Julie as well. Oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> uh, TJ, I run for t-shirts and medals. Part of the international wing of the Fartlek family. Uh, made a new 5K PB of 20. She talks American, doesn't she? And it confuses me. Made a new 5K PB of 28.27 at my most recent race. I think that means she ran a PB of 28.20. Hang on. What up, y'all? I made a new 5K PB of 28.27 at my most recent race. Yeah, I get it now. She did it. She ran a PB. Well done, TJ. <laughs> She's either going to hate you for that or love you for that. I think. Yeah, yeah, that was incredibly insulting, and I am sorry, but it was meant with love. Please don't stop listening to the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not bad for a fat dad, uh, Adam. Uh, he's uh, shouting out my himself. You've every right to do that. Half marathon, uh, twenty of fifty completed on Saturday. Thirty to go. Awesome yeah, he's doing, stuff. He's, he's doing fifty HMs this year. He, uh, good lad. Wow. Um, and he is well on course. Well done to you, Adam. Uh, big shout out from our pal Darren, the old uh, the old leader of the pack from the Park Run League. Uh, shout out another member of his team, Wayne Bolger. We've already shouted him out once. You wouldn't know because you were pissing off, putting up a bloody TV bracket. Um, Wayne managed to finish 66th position this week. He's the only one who managed it and got loads of bonus points to keep Team West Coast uh, out in front. So well done to you, Wayne. Did he come 10th? Yeah, he did. Oh, piss off. <laughs> well, it meant nothing. It meant nothing, so I can I can go back to being impressed by it now. <laughs> well, well done, Darren. Yeah, well done. Uh, Paul Griffith, uh, the, the legend, the ultra runner, he's shouting out all the Fartlek family uh, for the kind words and encouragement during the day. Uh, yeah, awesome, awesome running, and uh, you guys keeping him going is a great, uh, great stuff. Yep. He also shouted a special shout out to Big D for smashing the 50k ultra and coming to support me at 3am in Newcastle. A legend. Uh, we've already had that from Julie, Julie, Julie. But that doesn't make it any less relevant. I know Paul was very, very grateful for that, Derek. So nice one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's also shouting out Claire. Paul, Paul's also shouting out Claire for having a never say die attitude uh, and, uh, and and smashing 100k. So well done, uh, well done, Claire. Uh, there's lots here from Paul, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, he's he's gone to that. He obviously had some time to reflect after the uh, the the rap the wall or whatever it was. Um, Sam Polly and Donna for the epic uh, Russell Bot run. I noticed that he's not shouting out me. He, he did. Yes, yes. He he's Matt JP and Rob for their run. Oh, well, he probably shouldn't have. It wasn't worth it. Was, there's a line through Rob though. So. Yeah, que- Rob? <laughs> question question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, JP, uh, man of man of. Steel cart. Uh, it says it means it goes without saying as it's in the pick, but the wags nailed it. Yes, it, they certainly did. So the wags, uh, Sam, Polly, and Donna, they smashed their race at Rasselbach. Yeah, loads of love here just to finish off before we get to a very, very important one uh, to finish with. Um, more love from Jack, from Laura, and from Alex for Paul Griffiths, for Claire. And we've even got some residual love for Ben and Jack. They did their ultra. They need to stop talking about it. It's in the past, isn't it, Matt? Need to stop living on past accomplishments like like you. <laughs> um, uh, all shouting out Paul and Claire as well for, for, for their amazing ultra. Tis the ultra season, and you all uh, did uh, amazingly. But uh, Jack and Gary Ludwin both uh, both wanted to shout out uh, Lieutenant Neil Marshall uh, this week. I'm um, I'm not going to go into it too much no. um, because yeah. 
it is yeah i'm not but i just want you to know that we love you mate and um we're here for you yes and uh yeah uh whatever you need just uh just come and find us agreed and uh, and yeah, I hope you're all right and and lots of love to your family. Um, right then, Matthew, uh, have you got some thank yous for, for me? Because that's the roll call done. It is, yes, I have. Oh, that was very good. I loved it. Yes, thank you. Oh, so thank you. I'm Brian Blessed. <laughs> thank you to Graham Lindley, uh, Chris Ward, Ben, and Emma Statman. John uh, was Jack. Did Jack join us? No, he didn't. No, Jack. Jack wasn't here, and he's also decided he's not editing the podcast this week. So Jack, <laughs> frankly, can get in the sea. <laughs> uh, thank you to you then for editing the podcast. And Thanks, mate. Yeah, you're welcome. Writing, writing the theme tune and producing the theme tune. Mm. <laughs> um, also, thank you again, as always, to the newsletter guys. So Paul, Claire, Nick, and Jamie doing an awesome job every week, uh, smashing that out. Um, and that is about it, I think. It sure is, my fine four-foot friend. Do you want to know who we've got yes. on the show this week? Yes, please. Yes, please. That was very nasal. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> that sounded creepy. That sounded like you said that in an anorak. Um, uh, outside someone's window. Um, with, it, with an angle grinder. <laughs> with an angle grinder. Oh, you creepy, creepy little man. The fact that we got to the end of the race, though, the weekend, and she, the girl was there saying stuff about the angle grinder and I went I'm just looking for my next victim <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh, we need to say a big thank you I know we've thanked Chris Ward but as part of the uh, the episode of course um, oh, yes. uh, Metal Munchers we partner with Metal Munchers uh, mm-hmm. do head over uh, check them out on the old social media um, upcycle uh, some uh, a keepsake uh, uh, get yourself a Morty get yourself a, a fox a dinosaur what, uh, all the amazing things that they've got um, get 10% off code is WTF10 uh, support small businesses uh, I know it means a lot to Chris and uh, and it means a lot to us as well so uh, what a great way to maybe convert uh, one of those fart like family t-shirts just in time for the new ones that are open to release in the summer Awesome. Yes. Definitely. Right. Back on track. Do you want to know who's on the show next week? Yes, please. You're going to love this. Right. You're going to love this. Right. So I'm trying to sit up in my seat, but I got a bit stuck. <laughs> Hang on. I'm all right. I'm all right. My calves still hurt a little bit, to be honest. Right. So I'm not going to moan about it. Um, so great one. So um, would you say you're an adventurer? Mm, I'd like to be more, but no. Mm. Well, listen. I'm about to tell you who's on the guest next week, who's our guest next week, and you're going to feel absolutely inadequate on the back of it. (laughs) So next week, we are talking to the amazing Louis Alexander. Okay. Right. Uh, Louis is a 22-year-old young man who is a British adventurer and endurance athlete. Right, okay. Louis came to our attention because earlier this year, he ran 17 marathons in 17 days. Uh, in, yeah, including um, two uh, in Sheffield, amazingly. Wow. And he's got a great story. He is a fundraiser, a charity ambassador, does a lot of work for um, uh, for dementia charities. And um, yeah, uh, just a really cool guy. And he was very kindly agreed to be on the show in amongst, he's done some incredible things this year. I think he's canoed across the channel. He's climbed, climbed Mont Blanc. He's Oh God, he's, ma- he's, he's making our weekend away in bloody Bognor Regis sound pretty pathetic, to be honest. Um, he's amazing. He's a really nice guy, really humble, great story to tell, 
very inspirational um, and uh, and endorsed by the one and only uh, the greatest adventurer alive, Sir Ranulf Fiennes as well. So very, very uh, and much enjoyed talking to him. I'm very much looking forward. We focus the journey. No way we get it all into half an hour. So we talk a lot about um, the the running side of it, the running challenges that he's done. Um, but we do also touch on the adventuring and what he's got planned for the future as well. It's a great one. You're going to love it. Tune in. It's boss. Awesome. Can't wait. Um, right then, Matt, where can people find us if they want to give us a follow or have a chat with us or find out a little bit more? Absolutely everywhere. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. We're on TikTok. You keep shouting at me to do some more TikToks. So it's mm. pull your face and you don't like it or I don't like it or people don't like it or some people what? might like it. Some people might like it. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, it's, uh, email us at uh, whatthefartlightpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on the website, what the fart like, uh, dot com. Uh, I almost buggered that up, but I got it there. I think that's about it. Yeah, nice one. Um, big event coming up as well. Of course, we've got our fart like family weekender. We keep plugging that time. Evan, come and join us in Sheffield. 30th of July, we've got a charity football match, men's and women's. You can still play if you want to. Or if not, just come along for the party afterwards. We're uh, we're in S two or whatever it is ecclesaw road we get we've got a function room book we have a party good catch a good chance for a lot of insta lovelies fartlek family members to uh to get together and uh and, and have a good old knees up and a and a good time so if you want to find out more do drop us a message and uh, we'll happily give you some more information about what we're up to and you are very very welcome come be a part of our fartlek family um we would love to have you along for the ride uh, my voice is going mate can you hear i know yeah i'm about i'm about to cough and like <coughs> I think that's in sympathy for you. Contagious, isn't it? You know what? I think it is. Sammy was like, are you coming down with something? I did a COVID test and I was negative. And I was like, she was like, what do you think it is? And I was like, well, if I was going on a limb, love, I think it's probably that I ran 14 miles with absolutely no training on Saturday <laughs> and then went and drank <laughs> nine smart. pints and slept on the couch with JP watching Remember the Titans. Um, so I think my <laughs> immune system took an absolute batter in and now my body's paying for it. Yeah, he's, he's- Age getting age getting to us, part. That's what it is. You're not 19 forever, brother. You're not. Well, you're not. You're 19 times two, so you are 19 times two, aren't you? I am 19 times two. Oh, that's depressing. That is depressing. Fell <laughs> that to the stone roses. I think that's about it. Yeah, just as always, guys, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Don't forget to be excellent to each other. Um, very, very importantly, be kind or just be quiet, man. It doesn't doesn't benefit anybody. Just be nice. It's nice to be nice, isn't it? Um, we love you lots. We'll see you next week. We've got a packed show coming up. I've got to go and move house this weekend. Very excited about that. And uh, yeah, and we'll be back with more fart lecky fun in just a week's time. Hope you enjoyed it. See you on the flip flop. Peace. Donna, say caca. Say caca. 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 Thanks, Donna. <laughs> Sorry, Donna. Sorry, Donna.